First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Good to hear from you this morning. You know the number 086-000-2032. Confirmation from the National Prosecuting Authority yesterday. It will now appeal the verdict in the Nolane case, if you like. It was described as the blueprint for state capture. The prosecution was described as the blueprint for state capture prosecutions. Well, you may remember, two weeks ago now, the accused in the Free State case acquitted... One of the key reasons for the judge's decision, she refused to accept as evidence the information contained in what is called the Gupta leaks. Karam Singh is the executive director at Corruption Watch. Karam, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me on the program. There's been a lot of criticism for the NPA after losing that case. Is it the right decision to appeal? Um, That remains to be seen, Stephen. I mean, I think that's really for the NPA to answer. Uh, This, as you know, they enrolled these eight uh, what they called eight seminal cases resulting from the state capture commission and it was you know incredibly disappointing to see this first case fall away really at the first hurdle uh one would like to think that the mpa has appraised uh, uh, the themselves of the judgment and the the legal consequences and that they believe that they have a reasonable prospect of success so um, you know, it's really for the NPA now to show that, that that's very much the case. I mean, if they lose the appeal, it's, I mean, that's going to be devastating, isn't it? Well, I mean, I think it's already devastating that this case was was thrown out in the way that it was, uh, you know, really at the first hurdle without the, the, the accused even even putting forth their response to the case. Uh, the judge lambasted the, the, the nature of the investigation, the fact that the charge basic you know, you know, some charges like money laundering that a basic case wasn't even put forth to establish that. So, yeah, we, you know, we're dealing with serious consequences. And if the MPA now were to fail again uh, in terms of trying to re-enroll this case, uh, yeah, that that would be devastating. Um, the issue of the evidence and evidence can, that can be accepted and the Gupta leak evidence, and I can understand there'll be a big legal argument about this and it can get a bit boring, but it's about a chain of evidence. Where did it come from? How can we prove it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, this is important, but a defense advocate is going to spend months on this kind of thing. How important is the Gupta leak evidence for the NPA? Because on the one side, you've got the Gupta leak evidence, okay, but you've also got evidence after evidence after evidence at the Zondo Commission. You've got people like Paul Holden who testified and can, I imagine, still testify as to how the money moved around. There must be a way for the NPA, based on what we've seen, to get all of this evidence before a judge. You would have thought this, thought so, Stephen. You know, given the significance of these cases, uh, uh, um, you would have thought that the MPA would have been advised by the top legal minds in the country in terms of what would be required to uh, to preserve the chain of evidence, to be able to uh, use information that was uh, uh, presented before the Zondo Commission, repackage that evidence in such a way that it can uh, achieve a, uh, you know, it, it's it's what it's meant to do in terms of a criminal trial. I mean, I think it's critical to note that, you know, what what was the findings and recommendations of the Zondo Commission was through a, a commission of inquiry process that's a, it's a completely different legal standard than the standard required in a criminal trial. But you would have thought that the MPA would have assessed these, these issues 
well before enrolling these cases and would have had a plan to be able to go before the court to say, all of this information is admissible on this basis. These are our witnesses that's going to substantiate this evidence. And then the cases uh, flow from there. That's not what's happened in this case. I think we'll watch closely what happens in the other cases, the Transnet case in particular, to see whether the MPA can uh, uh, can rectify this error. Otherwise, we're going to see this same same type of situation of the the chain of evidence being challenged again and again in these cases. Karam, we all know how important this is. And I mean, so much has happened since the end of the, what people used to call the state capture era, right? We've had the Zonda Commission, we've had the testimony, we've had the prosecution, we've had this failed prosecution. And so much... You know, and there are other prosecutions we mustn't forget uh, around Eskim, Matsela Coco. I mean, there are plenty of others. Um, and yet, so much hasn't happened. <laughs> there hasn't been <laughs> convictions. There hasn't been the prosecution of people who are playing a role politically necessarily. I think some people are growing despondent that there will ever be justice for those who we believe were involved in state capture. Are you despondent or do you believe there'll still be justice? <clears throat> I'm a little despondent, Stephen, but part of me still is optimistic that there will be some justice. Um, you know, we have a massive accountability deficit. Um, it's it's a real challenge that we have when we have these commissions of inquiry, which are victories for transparency, victories for establishing the historical record. But then it's a question of how do we really push for accountability when we still have implicated uh, ministers and cabinet when we hear that the president doesn't uh, independently seek to verify who the implicated ministers are in ESCOM, uh, you know, one, one is really left with the question, have we turned the corner on state capture or are we still living, uh, if not in a state capture moment, in a kind of legacy of state capture? And uh, yeah, you know, until we see actual successful prosecutions, I think that kind of despondency, the kind of cynicism, the frustration that you talk about will 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 remain very much remain with us. Karam Singh, thank you, Executive Director at Corruption Watch. Do appreciate